Do you ever feel stuck in self-limiting and at times even self-destructive patterns that no matter how much you tried, you just continue to bang your head against the wall because they are not changing? Have you ever wondered where those pattern comes from and somehow never found real answers for it? Well, those patterns can be patterns of avoidance because you're afraid of getting judged or criticized. Or maybe you have that pattern of being the overachiever, always having to go to higher and higher goals and mountaintops, but never really feeling that you're ending up with a sense of self-worth or simply being good enough. Or maybe you have that pattern of never really finding that you can open up to others and have a fear of intimacy and deeper connection. Well, all of those patterns may have a deeper reason to be there. And that reason, that core wounding, you may be able to pinpoint down through the Chiron placement. What does that mean? Well, this is what our uh, next guest, Lisa Tahir, has been writing about in her fantastic book, The Chiron Effect, healing our core wounds through astrology, empathy, and forgiveness. So without further ado, I'm really excited to bring on Lisa to Get Real. Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential, and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. Well, welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for taking the time to being on Get Real. Dr. Friedman, thank you so much for having me on. This is such a delight knowing that you're in France and I'm just honored to be here. Thank you. Well, I was very happy to read your book because I always love reading my guests' books, but this one touched me very much because it is such a, a wonderful combination of two modalities that I just find fascinating, of course, uh, psychotherapy is something I do, but the other one is astrology and the combination of both is something I have to admit I wasn't so aware of until I read your book. So what is actually uh, psychoastrology? This is something that you came up with or is it something that exists? Well, it certainly existed. I put the words together and ah. trademarked psychoastrology because like you're saying, I saw this really unique intersection of where our personal psychology intersects with our natal astrology. And for me, that has to do with the placement of Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N. Specifically, I am trained as a psychotherapist and astrology has been kind of a newer language for me to familiarize myself with. I see astrology as a symbolic language that can help us understand patterns in our lives, propensities, the gifts we have, and yet it's through our free will and taking personal responsibility that we can live in to those potentials or choose others for ourselves. And I found it unique 
that Chiron in your birth chart will be present in a sign. Chiron will be in Aries, Taurus, Libra, Scorpio. It's different for everyone. And that leads to a deeper understanding of the area of our lives that we might hide or edit from others and even from our own awareness because we tend to judge ourselves. We might have low self-esteem and not want others to know that. So we'll compensate in different areas to try to hide that part of ourselves, for example. Yet it causes us to feel sometimes even ashamed or less than. And we know <laughs> that that sense of unworthiness really can have some negative effects in our lives of it might show up as depression or anxiety or not quite living in the way you de most deeply desire. So I'm just going to pause to check in with you. I'm curious what you think about that. Well, one thing that I find surprising about Chiron was um, in your book, you kind of laid out how to find the placement of your own Chiron. And, you know, usually in astrology, it's very specific, the time of your birth, the place of your birth. And but it seemed to be a very wide range of years that was basically determine your Chiron uh, placement. So for me, it was in Pisces, for example, and it was through a stretch of, I think, 10 years. So that uh, does that mean that really all those people born during this time have the placement in Pisces or is there a more specific way to determining where your Chiron is? It's actually both things that you're saying. And Chiron does spend about eight years in a sign. So people in your age range of eight years will all share Chiron and Pisces, which has to do with a core wounding and your sense of the immaterial world that could include spirituality or a lack thereof. And it manifests in of a pattern of where you'll put other people first, but to an extreme where you'll feel depleted and often others might not know. And you could actually harbor a secret resentment for doing so much for others. And because they don't know that you are overextended, for example, you know, they might be surprised that you suddenly are angry about it, or you might say something kind of cutting or edgy and others, it might push them away when what you desire is more closeness, is some more help, is some more um, co-creation together. And Mother Teresa is an example. She had her Chiron in Pisces and she obviously healed that so deeply to be of such service to the world in huge ways. So it's really about learning to put on your oxygen mask first, as they say in aviation, and then aid and assist others to give from your overflow. And I sense this is something you have most certainly naturally healed in your life, Dr. Friedman. Is that is that accurate? Well, your work that a work in progress, because it's definitely something that uh, I feel that was, you know, something I enjoyed about your book that are very accurate in regards to that, what you call core wounds that, you know, we all are dealing with. Now, I call it survival pattern, and I certainly attribute that to my upbringing, which was very much me being the designated uh, helper and peacemaker. That's why my name is Friedemann, Man of Peace. 
So that's definitely something that resonated with me. And, and I can very much see how this is something that's also in that specific generation that I grew up in, uh, you know, very predominant where children were often just put into that role, having to be those little helpers and little pleasers. And, uh, mm -hmm. but what I'm wondering is with Chiron, uh, how do you see that uh, as, you know, the, the Chiron effect is actually something the stars create or is it just a map that basically gives us then the idea of, okay, you are in that area right now where this core wound is quite, uh, you know, apparent or predominant? What, what is the Chiron effect? Sure. And before I go there, Dr. Friedman, just to let people know that though someone eight years of your age range will share the the same Chiron placement as we were discussing Chiron and Pisces, but based upon if you have your time of birth, that will reveal the house, the astrological house that Chiron is in. And that's different for everyone, whether it manifests in the first house versus the third, the first house having to do with self-esteem, the third house having to do with siblings and communication. And so just to delineate that, that if you do have your time of birth, you'll be able to read about that added layer of where Chiron manifests in your life, if it's personally or in your professional life. But even if you don't have your time of birth, knowing what your core wounding or vulnerability is uh, will help you. You'll pretty much know where that manifests intuitively right. if, oh, you know, your patterns, which is what the Chiron effect is. The Chiron effect is the patterning in our lives that we can only go as far as our largest limiting belief. And if you think about that for a minute, it's kind of a unique way to look at things that we can go as far, as wide and deep as we believe is true for ourselves. And that's the people, places and things that we habituate, that we orbit. I see us all and I talk about in the book, we're like little solar systems, we're planets habituating our friends, the places we go to, these people, places, and things daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. And that becomes, we orbit them and they orbit us. And for the most, you know, I see a lot of people being mostly happy with their orbit, with their little solar system that they've created. But often there's one area of our lives that it's like, wow, if I could only be, have more financial success, or if I could have more professional recognition, or I'd really love to be in a relationship romantically that's successful or enhance the one that I'm in. And so that's what the Chiron effect speaks to. It speaks to really looking at the thoughts that we have. We have up to 60,000 thoughts per day. And I talk about Though we're not able to identify or capture all of those, we don't need to. It's just a matter of every day. If we could capture one or two of our negative and fear-based thoughts and really look at it and say, hey, I don't want to believe this. I don't want to be limited by my beliefs about myself. I choose to release, for instance, that I'm not good enough or that I can't have what I want. And I replace it with wanting to believe that I can actually live the life of my dreams, that I can actually have that financial backing, that support, that flow and ease in my life. And I give affirmations that you can write and take away. Like for Chiron and Pisces, there are affirmations like, I forgive myself. 
I love myself as I am. I am enough. And you can take these and write them down. And I carry an affirmation around every day that mm. says everything is always working out for me. And it's in my wallet. And when I go to pay for something, it's like a nice little surprise. And it's in this way of reprogramming our minds, our subconscious mind, in fact, it's our life starts to change. Our orbit starts to up, be upgraded. Our frequency is higher and clearer. And we start to have some new experience, some new people come into our lives. Does that help illuminate what the Chiron effect is? Yes. And a lot of people that do have a problem with astrology would say, well, am I a victim of my stars? And how do they supposed to influence me? And what is this to do with how I go through life? So just for those people that are, you know, already feeling like, well, this is too out there for me, how would you ground astrology into their consciousness? Sure, Dr. Friedman. You know, that's why I began with that when we first started our conversation, that astrology is a beautiful symbolic language. And like I had said earlier, it, it offers you some potential patterns, some gifts, some propensities that you have in your life. And yet it's free will. It's taking personal responsibility for ourselves. That's how we change. So astrology is the diagnostic point to look at where your Chiron falls in your birth chart and therefore illuminating on a spectrum, what I call core wounding on one end and vulnerability on the other. For some of you, if you've experienced childhood abuse and trauma, this would be a deeper wound of neglect, of abandonment, for instance. And for others of you, you might've been naturally healing yourself because the body heals naturally, just like when we get a cut, you know, immediately there's healing that starts and we don't have to do much at all, but put a bandaid over it for the body to heal itself. And our psychology is the same. We're, we're really made to heal naturally. And so for you, for others, it might be an area of vulnerability that you're, you have awareness that, you know, I might lack the skills of, for instance, a healthy romantic relationship, but yet you've been reading, you've been studying, you've been in therapy to really beef up and, and strengthen and support yourself and having communication skills and learning to listen more empathetically, for instance, to others and yourself. So you'll find yourself on the spectrum. And I believe in personal responsibility. It's up to us. And I talk about in the book that though the things that have happened to you might not be your fault, especially in the instances of trauma and abuse, it is our responsibility to heal ourselves from what has happened to us by by accident or by our own doing. And I see that journey really being about forgiveness. And I know Dr. Friedman, I was taught that forgiveness is for others, yet forgiveness is also for you. And it's really the thoughts you're thinking in your own mind about yourself to learn to be a supportive coach, to learn to really tune in to what you most deeply need today and start to show up and give yourself those things. And I'm curious what you think about that being in the healing profession. Well, I feel forgiveness especially is a very important aspect of the healing of self and the healing also of our relationship with ourself. And, and one of those things that I find so interesting about uh, this whole concept that you introduce is that for many people, they get stuck in the 
in the symptoms, you know, in the symptom of I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling insecure, I'm feeling down on myself. And I love your cat there in the background walking around. Oh, thank you. She loves being in interviews. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, absolutely. My cats do that, too. And Oh, that's sweet. And, you know, and so that you uh, with the, the psychoastrology also help people to really go beyond the symptoms of the emotions, because in our society, we are often so focused on, well, I am anxious, that's what I need to focus on, or I am someone who struggles with low self-esteem, that's what I focus on. And, and we are not going to what's actually underneath that, you know, of course, yes. we can always chase the symptoms, we can always try to, you know, make ourselves feel a victim of our emotions. And we're not seeing them really as just little messenger that tells us, hey, there is a core belief, there is a core wound that is really the origin of what you're feeling. Your feelings are not wrong. Similar to right. the stars being a map, I think our feelings need to be seen as maps too. So I feel like, you know, being able to forgive ourselves also for how we feel and realize there is nothing wrong with our feelings. It's just something, something that, you know, connects you to something deeper is a part of the journey that uh, I'm teaching my clients and that I have been on as well, because it's, uh, I think it is a way to find back to wholeness, which ultimately what healing is about. But we talked yes. about my, you know, the core wounds uh, of, uh, or the Chiron core wounds of the Pisces. What other examples do you have that, uh, you know, what other signs and core wounds uh, sure. you work with? You know, one that I think is interesting that I've been working with clients recently that have this placement of Chiron in the sign of Gemini. And that speaks to a core wounding slash vulnerability, again, on that spectrum, having to do with empathetic attunement. And that's just a fancy way of saying that when you were growing up, there was this misattunement to your emotional needs and it left you feeling like people didn't understand you, that you were often misunderstood. And it's so frustrating to be misunderstood or feel like you're not being heard. I think all of us have had that experience from time to time where someone doesn't get us or we say something and we believe it to have been quite clear, but someone else hears a completely different uh, has a different take and it's it causes a miscommunication that then you have to clean up and, and there's some frustration and and even like, you know, how did you even think that's what I said? It, it wasn't. But for the person with the Chiron and Gemini, it's a really profound and pervading experience of being misunderstood. And this person might have even been bullied when they were younger or conversely, they were the ones to do the bullying. They might have been bullied in their family and with their siblings or bullied their siblings. And so as they're an adult in the world, having this you know, sense of being misunderstood, they might either close down and not really share their emotions at that deep level for fear of, of those things happening again. And so they're feeling kind of depressed and cut off from their authentic selves, and, you know, for, for just not showing up, not being authentic or saying what they truly think or feel, or conversely in the shadow of Chiron and Gemini, they they're perceived as being that know-it-all kind of person. And again, that's really painful when people think you're a know-it-all because, you know, 10 out of 10 times, you really just want to share something of value and importance 
to listeners, but the way it's coming across, again, it's like this not being empathetically attuned to. So Mm. to heal that placement, (laughs) it has to do with, you know, gaining some other communication skills. And first and foremost, identifying what you most deeply need. And it's centered around really being heard, really being seen, you know, being valued for who you are. And it starts by valuing yourself, valuing your own contribution, your own thoughts, your own what's important to you matters, knowing, you know, at your deepest core of value and worth that what you have to say matters. And then progressively taking a few trusted, even one trusted person and and working on this together. And even exercises like, you know, saying something and then asking, what did you hear? What did you hear me say? And it's a communication skill, as you know, in couples and relationships, sharing some of your deepest needs and then checking in and saying, what did you hear? And then mirroring back if that's accurate or not and kind of tweaking it till both people are really hearing and empathetically attuning to each other. So I just think that's a really interesting placement to to work with. Yeah, yeah, that's, and I think that's a very common one. I certainly have, uh, plenty of examples in my clientele who had been struggling with that. And, and I think that that lack of empathy and the lack of empathy with yourself is something also that, you know, many of us, maybe not even in that placement, but beyond that are struggling with and it's one of your, you know, kind of pillars of healing with forgiveness, this empathy. And I wonder how do you help people to feel more empathetic with themselves? Well, I think it starts with the work that we do, Dr. Freeman, that we empathize to our clients' experience. And for for you listening or watching, it's it's most simply put as putting yourself in their shoes, suspending your own judgment, suspending your own experience of reality, and really just trying to feel into, often I'll just close my eyes, as someone's talking, be it a client or a friend, and just really try to imagine, you know, myself, if I was having those thoughts, if I was having that experience, okay, I can see how they would feel this way. And it's really a true, just temporarily setting aside your own paradigm and beliefs in life to just feel into this other person's experience because we all make sense in the context of what we've lived. And when you have that ability to put yourself in someone else's life experience, to understand why they're showing up or not showing up a certain way, that's how you really connect through empathy. It's like a superpower to me. It's not meaning that you're abandoning your belief system or changing your mind, but just for a few moments, you're actually seeing what it feels like to be in this other person's experience. And I know that if we did more of that, our world would be such a kinder place, such a more collaborative place. There would be less competition. There would be more cooperation and understanding. And so I invite you to to do that in your life today, be it with your spouse, your partner, your friends, your clients, the person at the grocery store, just to practice some empathetic listening, to really listen and not be thinking of what you're going to say next. And if you're on the spot, you can even say, hey, I was really deeply listening to you. So I I need a moment to gather my thought about this. You know, and people will be maybe taken aback at first, but in a really positive way that you're actually listening, that you're, you're asking questions and care to hear. And it can really enhance and expand all of your relationships to practice this. 
And I think we can probably really learn a lot from just feeling where other people come from rather than just uh, having our own judgments. But what I wonder is the empathy with our own self, because I think often we are so disconnected from ourselves that we don't even feel our feelings. We don't even have a sense of this is where I came from, because we are, you know, either in our own judgments with ourselves or we are believing that we have to be different or we should be not this or that. So how do you help people to get more empathetic with themselves? You know, self-compassion, self-empathy, sure. whatever you call it. Yeah, and it's the same process as you would with another, but you're just imagining yourself. You're really taking time to slow down. And for some people, it actually might be they're they're so in their feelings that it's like you're blinded by your emotions. And we all know what that feels like. It's like you're so in this experience of, I think anger can be like that. Mm-hmm. Depression can be like that. Anxiety can be like that, where you're just so in the experience of it that you lose all objectivity. And it's such a powerful experience that we often want to just shut it down and and maybe medicate too soon, for instance, before going into asking some questions that my book offers you. Like, what, what is happening right now for myself? What is triggering this feeling? When have I felt this before? Is this familiar? And to slow down your reactivity by tuning in, by going deeper, by being curious about this emotion that you're having, like as if you're curious, like on this journey to understand more. And it's by slowing down and being with that feeling instead of wanting to eradicate it, suppress it, um, medicate it, drink it away, drug it away, you know, have seek peak experiences to kind of take you out of yourself. And while, you know, all those things can be enjoyed in moderation, you know, it's really about leaning into first, what does this emotion want me to learn? Because it's communication. Like you said earlier, Dr. Friedman, these emotions are trying to get us to notice something within ourselves. And so to take some time there can really illuminate something that is it actually going to make you happier and healthier and feel better if you can if you can go there with yourself? Yeah, it's gentleness. a softening, you know, exactly. Yeah. A gentleness, a softening with ourselves. And I just talked to a client today who, you know, was really struggling with anxiety for a long time. And uh, and every time she felt anxiety, she basically wanted to run away from herself. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. can relate to that feeling of overwhelm and it is too much. But when she learned to just soften her gaze and the anxiety and understand more this is actually where it comes from this is what uh, triggered it this is the child inside of me that was obviously in that moment wanting to please someone and didn't get the response she hoped to get and that created anxiety and fear of abandonment you know everything changes and that's why i find like you know your your placements and your chiron effects are so helpful because it does (laughs) really point to that what we need to ask, what we need to look at in regards to understanding better why we are feeling and why we are thinking and why we are acting the way we have been acting. And uh, so very, very helpful uh, tool for people to have. Now, people can actually do a test, I think, on your website to find more specifically their their placement. So how how do they get there? What's your website's name? 
Sure. My website is nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. It stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy. That's the two places that I live. And I'm at NOLA Therapy on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you want to follow me and reach out and connect there. And it just simply takes having your date of birth and place of birth to find the sign your Chiron is in. And there's in fact a chart in the book to do that. There's also an interactive website at nolatherapy.com. Uh, if you click on the button that says order my book, it'll take you to the interactive plugin where you can enter your, your birth information. You don't have to buy the book to do that. There's actually a synopsis about the book. So you can see if it's for you, some links to order as well, but you can find out your Chiron before even buying it. And, and, you know, see what that's about for you more specifically, but it's been such a good tool, Dr. Friedman, for even in my own life, I've been a therapist over 20 years, I've been in therapy, almost the same amount of time. And I wrote the book because I felt frustrated with myself and with the process of like, oh my gosh, do I really have to think about that experience from my childhood again? Like, are you kidding me? Like, do I have to keep going back to the story of the problem? And so it was through meditation that I just asked, you know, the universe, universal mind, God, spirit, whatever you call that energy. Um, I just said, like, what's next? Like, what is beyond this? And that's when I started to hear Chiron, which I knew loosely was a reference in Carl Jung's work about the collective unconscious. And as I felt prodded and led to research more, I saw how Chiron connects to our patterns when Freud talked about the repetition compulsion and the object relationist talked about this patterning in our relationships that comes from our childhood template of, of how we were loved or not loved enough, for example. And I started to see these really profound connections between this Chiron placement and psychology and spirituality. So, you know, that's where I got excited because it's helped me to heal my sense of value and worth, Chiron and Aries, and then really be able to offer this to others that you can do on your own or bring it to your therapist, bring it to the person you're working with to just really hone in on the main area of vulnerability that your patterns have been sourced from. So your pattern is self-worth? It's been this sense of value and worth that just I know about that outwardly I, I've had successes and things that I've really cared about manifest, come to fruition, yet I, didn't feel like, like I felt on that performance wheel, like I have to do more, you know, it's never enough, like this constant of achievement. Hmm. And yet I wouldn't allow myself to just delight in the achievement and be like, oh, like I'm enough like that. If I never do another thing, it's plenty. And my value and worth doesn't have to come from this constant, you know, uh, performance and achievement and, and offering value that it's okay to just do nothing. And you're still valuable. You know, if you're sitting there watching TV or, you know, like just being quiet with yourself. And I think a lot of people can relate to that hamster wheel. It's often called of performance and you just get exhausted. And for me, it's been about, you know, feeling loved, sourcing love just from my beingness, not my doingness. And so your affirmation that you're using is? Things like, I'm enough. I'm good enough as I am. That mm -hmm. even in the wellness and the 
tra personal transformation space and the higher consciousness community, you know, the, to, to the pursuit of healing, of growth, of like, oh my gosh, there's always more, like these layers to discover. And certainly that's true. Yet on the other hand, to really balance that with a deep sense of I'm okay, just as I am. And like pausing, like more mindfulness. Mindfulness has been a wonderful practice with meditation in my life to just really be in the moment, in the now, and like accept without judgment, just like this unconditional love and this presence of the moment like that we're having, that this is perfect. This mm -hmm. is plenty. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, to really learn to appreciate and just have bring a little more stillness and presence to each day of my life and, you know, appreciate the flowers, the grass, you know, really like noticing your surroundings, even though you might've lived in them for 15, 20, 30 years, kind of fresh eyes, you know, on your environments. And I'm curious what you think about that. Well, I can so much relate to it because I certainly was an overachiever all my life based on also some core wounds of not being told I'm good enough or smart enough or, and I think uh, for me, the value of achievement got replaced by the value of peace, really being at peace. And uh, once I realized it feels actually so much better to be at peace than always having to next, you know, a next hoop to jump uh, through or a next goal, a next mountaintop to reach uh, made a lot of sense to me. At some point, I realized it's not sustainable to have another doctorate, another book, another yes. whatever. You just have to really realize what is it for? What am I really looking for? And so, yeah, it's uh, living up to my name, peace man, but not for others necessarily only, but also for myself made a big difference. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, like you said, changing our beliefs, which is also changing our value system, changing our preferences is really what healing is all about. But one thing I wanted to ask you uh, as a last question, there is also Chiron obviously affecting the whole planet since, you know, you talked about these uh, different time periods where Chiron has been present. And what do you feel like is right now the planet dealing with? What's uh, the global Chiron effect that we are right now in? Oh, that's a good question, Dr. Friedman. You know, right now, Chiron is in Aries and it entered Aries, I think, a year or two ago, I'd have to check that. So it'll be in, Chiron will be in Aries um, for the next, like say six years. And so that speaks to a core wounding, a vulnerability in the areas of value and worth. And I think we've been seeing that played out um, like globally. And I'm just gonna say in, in the way, um, you know, sometimes that countries, don't take care of their own inhabitants. I think we see that with healthcare, you know, like not being accessible affordably in the US. I can only speak for in my experience, but you know, I like and and here in the US, veterans, the high suicide rate, the homelessness rate of veterans, and there's not adequate services for them so that they have housing and mental health treatment mm. and such. And here the schools in urban and rural areas don't have books or some of them don't even have plumbing. And it's like this, you know, value and worth of our own people and really needing to strengthen that. And so 
you can also pull up the birth chart of your relationship, of your LLC, of your business, and find out the Chiron placement, which has been so interesting, and therefore find out the area of vulnerability of your business, for instance, or in your relationship. It will help you understand whether you choose your first date or the date you got married. I would check both and see which Chiron placement resonates more for kind of the patterns, the arguments you might have, or the places you both feel frustrated and there might be an impasse you often come to. It can help really open that up so that you have more compassion for each other. And in your business, it might reveal, for instance, that you need to really read contracts more carefully. If the Chiron of your business is, is in Libra, that has to do with professional and personal contracts. So it can be really illuminating to just play and in inner dates, you know, of your relationship, your business, and see what comes up so that you can just have more awareness. Absolutely. And the beauty is, even if something is not totally in the moment resonating with you because you feel like, no, that's not my problem. These core wounds are just so in general affecting most of us that working on them, you will always gain something from it, just like the core wound of self worth or this uh, feeling like, you know, you have to be the caretaker or the pleaser or the core wound of having yeah. to avoid anything. These are things that we all somewhere are dealing with because it's a part of the human condition. So don't even think like, oh, I it only is, have Dr. to Freeman. go on one Chiron placement, just go through them all, because all of them can really gain uh, for you a greater sense of awareness, a greater sense of empowerment, and ultimately make you feel more whole and complete. I appreciate that, Dr. Friedman. And I've even used my own book when last year I experienced a person that I felt abandoned by them. And I turned to the chapter Chiron in the sign of cancer, core wounding by abandonment. And I was like, what did I say about coping with abandonment? And it really <laughs> helped me to go through to remember, oh, this is what I can tell myself. This is how I can soothe you know, my inner self, because often it's the self-soothing we need yes. when something happens that is unexpected or, or hurtful or disappointing. So I encourage you to definitely read all of the placements because once you've lived any life, you know, we've all experienced an abandonment, a, a neglect, um, not being empathetically attuned to or feeling cut off from community. Like where's our tribe, Chiron in Aquarius. And so I find it really helpful to pick up when I just need a little boost or refresher, like how do I cope with this? So hang that. So people can find your book, I guess, everywhere. It's called The Chiron Effect. And uh, they can find you at, again, nolatherapy.com. That's correct. And you can order it, you know, at the big sellers like, like Amazon, barnesandnoble.com but even in your local bookstore if you bring them my book since it's through a publisher they can order it for you from my publisher if you like to shop local like here in new orleans there's this wonderful blue cypress bookstore and they carry my book so even if my book isn't being carried you can ask that they carry it which i would appreciate so much as well if you wrote a review because the reviews help you know the work get in front of more people so i'd really be delighted if people were led to a review well i certainly appreciate your book very much and i certainly will continue to recommend it to people thank because you it's a very beautiful well of so much wisdom and and practical tools which i really appreciate 
Well, thank, thank you, Lisa, you. so much for being on Get Real and uh, for bringing in this work that is born, I think, from, you know, that beautiful meditation and reaching out to the universe, which uh, is ideal because I think it aligns us with our greater purpose. So happy that you yes. did that. Thank you, Dr. Friedman. This has really been a delight to have time with you and our audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.